coaching? Any thoughts regarding modeling and coaching relative to learning? Me first, Bailey, Jean? Okay, well, yes, I think leaders are mainly measured by what they do rather than what they say. And people watch their bosses or their leaders. Uh, even when you don't think they are, they are watching. So uh, whatever the leader does, generally, in most cases, it will be replicated in the, as far as the workers or employees are concerned, particularly junior managers. If they see a leader, a an executive, let's say, or shading the truth, what do you think they're going to do when it comes time for them to make that decision? They will probably do the same thing in many cases because they think that's what the environment requires, that that's what the, the boss wants them to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it is very important to uh, model uh, behavior that you want repeated by others. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you, Dr. Bailey. John or Valerie, any other thoughts? Well, in coaching, I think, and leadership too, I think all of us can be leaders at some point in some part of the day. But coaching, I believe in three things. You never let great work go unnoticed. You never let poor work go unnoticed. And you never let an employee go down a dead end on the road. If you do those things, you're engaged with the employee, you know what they're doing, if they're doing something wrong, you correct it before it's too late, hopefully. So that's my own coaching. And, if mm-hmm. you, and as a leader, if you do those things, I think people mm-hmm. will, will start to see you as that leader and caring about the employees. Great. Thank you, John. Uh, Valerie, any thoughts you want to add before we go into the uh, questions from our listening audience? No, I think our guest summed it up well. It's all about walking the walk that you want others to walk as well and being conscious of that, just be aware of what you are modeling. Uh, oftentimes we are not even aware as leaders what we're modeling. We are doing what we do. So yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Valerie, you want to share the questions from the listening audience? Yes. Our first question comes from Tyler in Florida. He says, I am a manager in, manufa- in a manufacturing plant. My organization does not have an onboarding or formal orientation program. It is my responsibility to provide that information to employees who are coming into my department. There are oftentimes I have to provide it for the overall organization as well. However, it is time-consuming, and most often I focus mostly on my department. How can I make the case to the plant manager that onboarding is an important function that needs to be developed for the entire plant? Hmm. Okay. Anyone want to take a try at that? Well, I believe what I call the uh, million-dollar decision. And if you hire an employee... You know, fifty thousand. Let's say fifty thousand dollars a year salary and benefits. Well, in less than twenty years, you invested a million dollars in that person. It's you need to convince upper management if you're going to spend that kind of money on people. It's critical to have a nice onboarding process to make sure they succeed. Because if they don't, 
you're back out there trying to hire somebody again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times, um, upper management, your CEO, sometimes you got to make it in dollar and cents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And employees are expensive. So it won't cost that much. You can develop a uh, fairly easy, not expensive onboarding process. You know, they, they can go from a two-hour session to six-month sessions, six-month process onboarding. So it's easy to develop. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thank you, John. I, I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I do agree. John uh, talked about dollars and cents, and managers, leaders, uh, pay attention to dollars and cents. And so the question is, how can I convince the organization to, that it is appropriate and is, uh, to establish a orientation program? Well, I, number one is put it in terms of dollars and cents so mm-hmm. you get their attention. Mm-hmm. The second thing I, is this particular manager, Ty, I think his name is, uh, probably has some informal kind of process that he has on board already that he uses see it's time consuming for him so if he shared that with human resources or with some senior executive that will that will make uh, the job of developing that new orientation program not so so those are the two things i would say dollars and cents and and help the, the organization to develop it great thank you uh, valerie did you have a second question Okay, Valerie, are you still on the line? Okay. Yes, I'm oh, okay. sorry. I had. Yes, I'm here. Um, one of the things I would add is uh, also when you talk about dollars and cents, you can talk about in terms of loss of productivity and innovation right. because generally people who come into a position and they're excited about it and well-connected are very creative in their first few days because they're being shown processes and systems and ways of doing things, and they have a new eye and a new perspective on that process that in that first 90 to 160 days, they're going to be creating, oh, I can do this like this. We could save time if we do it this way. So that initial creativity is lost when that employee isn't brought into the organization where he feels connected. Mm-hmm. Great. So they're less likely to share those ideas. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Paula, did you have a second question from a, listening, uh, from a listener? Rather? I do. I have a question from... Sherry in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, I love the idea of a learning organization. And since my organization does not seem to be a learning organization, how can I develop a department structure that is conducive for allowing employees to be more reflective and engaging so that we can capture the learning? Mm, very nice question. Uh, anyone want to take a step at that? Can I start off? Please do. Yeah. Uh I would say to Sherry, uh, make sure that she models that. In other words, uh, encourage in her organization uh, not blaming, rather learning from the mistakes and uh, instead of blaming, trying to get the mistake fixed and learn from it and move forward rather than trying to punish somebody. And so once she models that, 
it would become routine in her department, and it might also uh, influence the rest of the departments uh, because they see how well your department is working. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Any other thoughts? Well, I would suggest that she rely on some of the um, uh, professional organizations. Uh, I don't know what her role is, but, you know, uh, SHRM, IPMA, ASTD, contact uh, organizations like that and see what they have and how and their thoughts on how she can get help. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. And I think um, both of those are wonderful ideas. I think the modeling, um, I know, again, our listening audience has probably heard me say it over and over again with regards to culture becomes whatever is being modeled, supported, and rewarded. So very often thinking, okay, what can I do to model um, behaviors that are consistent with this culture I'd like to see? And um, so being more reflective and being more engaging in one's own way of being can be helpful. The, um, I know I had some additional thoughts, but I think it sounds like we're needing to go to a break. Valerie, did you have any thoughts you wanted to share before we transition? No, I like the ideas that were presented. <clears throat> okay. Okay, great. So we're going to take a a brief break, and then we'll come back. And if there's some additional thoughts to add to Sherry's questions, we'll add those and um, transition into hearing some final tips from our guests. Thank you so much. Please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network when you are trying to establish your financial plan there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs how do you manage all of it to find a plan that'll work for you tune in to the insightful investor with bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and the Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. We are winding down our conversation, talking about setting employees and an organization up for success. Tyler and Cherry, thank you both for uh, your um, questions. Um, one additional thought on Sherry's question is just encouraging the conversation. You know, the culture becomes the stories we tell, and so encouraging your um, just to continue to have that conversation within your organization. Valerie, want yeah. to give you an opportunity to share the call-in number as well as the email that others can um, use to get messages or suggested topics to us in the future. Okay. Uh, the number to call for questions is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero, And emails may be sent to drg at innovisions.org. Uh, that email address is dr.g at innovisions.org. Okay, great. Thank you again, Valerie. Thank you, Dr. G. Mm-hmm. You know, want to um, also just acknowledge that sometimes an employee um, is a great person, great employee. Organization may actually be a good employee, and uh, I mean, may be a great organization, but it's just not a good fit uh, for whatever reason. Situation's not working out um, where either the employee's needs are being met or the organization's needs are being met. And in those situations uh, where it's just not working out or not a good fit, what are some thoughts that um, you have, Dr. Bailey, relative to redirecting or one might say offboarding an employee? Well, uh, good question. Uh, the world is not perfect. And just because uh, there is not a good fit doesn't mean that person is a bad person. So we have to include the philosophy that if there is not a fit, then we should redirect or try to find something that they might be a better fit at. So uh, in doing that, we want to make sure that it's not a hostile or an um, adversarial relationship. Uh, we, it just simply isn't working. So let's find something, if we can, that does work for you. And if we put it in those terms and we have, if we can, have an orderly exit, uh, then not only that person will land on their feet, but also the people that remain in the organization will observe how you treated this particular person who had to leave, and they will uh, internalize that. Mm-hmm. So, Great. Thank those you. Those are my thoughts. I appreciate that. John, any thoughts you'd like to add? Um, other than a person just outright breaking a, a rule that you need to terminate them or offboard them, you know, right away. It shouldn't be a surprise to the employee. I mean, if we're if we're going to be managers and everything, it shouldn't be a surprise. You should be in coaching and leading up to this offboarding over a period of time. Then once you do it, do it for the person maintain some kind of dignity. Don't embarrass them mm-hmm. as they go out the door. Mm-hmm. Because what that does, not only does it hurt that employee going on, it's sending a signal to your other employees. Wow, look what how they look how they handled that. So you got to do it with some dignity. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you both. I, I say I think always, even the most difficult situations, we want to try to handle in the most gracious way possible. Yes. It creates a win for all parties. And I always say our employees are indeed, we talk about the brand of an organization, employees are an important part of the branding process and the way that they're feeling about the organization. They'll go home and either tell lots of people how they love their job and they love the organization they work for, or the story can certainly be the opposite. And certainly if someone leaves and their last um, impression is bitter, it doesn't serve anyone uh, well. So I appreciate both of your thoughts on that. Any final tips? Uh, John, why don't we start with you with regards to lessons learned, uh, just thoughts um, to be considered as relates to setting employees up for success or setting an organization up for success? Well, I just believe that that onboarding process, that first week, Day, day and week is critical. First day, it's 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 a frightening experience coming into an organization if you don't know anybody or know the organization. So, I mean, little things. The manager uh, take should take that person to lunch that day and invite some of the coworkers. Just a little thing to make them feel valued and instantly bond with the organization. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Great. That's what I Thank to add. you. Thank you. How about yourself, Dr. Bailey? Well, uh, I don't have anything extra to add, but I just wanted to quickly summarize for emphasis. Oh, Inter- good. Thank you. Integrating the employee, making sure that they become valued and respected, setting the goals, respect and valued, of course, and uh, play the motivational odds by that job challenges, accomplishing something worthwhile, make it a learning environment, and uh, personal development as well. And uh, know what drives people. Not the same thing drives everybody, so know the difference between that. And then uh, turn a negative into a positive if you can. And the final thing that we didn't talk about is the true art of delegation. And, of course, the leader has to articulate the what and the why and leave the how to the employees, if you can, and negotiate the when. If you do that well, everybody wins, and that's that's my summary. Mm-hmm. Oh, I appreciate well said, that. Well said. Mm-hmm. Very well said, uh, John. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. I think that you've both uh, provided some really good food for thought. When I think of an organization, particularly a nonprofit, as well as a public um, organization, service is key with regards to where organizations that are here to serve. And so, um, as I'm sure both of you know, I'm real big on service excellence. And I think that leaders, um, I think setting an organization up for success, it is consistently delivering exceptional service that really demonstrates that we care and, um, and then kind of builds that positive reputation for the organization. And it starts with the leader servicing or providing good service to their employees and therefore the employees then being well positioned to serve the community. And so I think um, with that model, again, everyone wins. Um, any other thoughts? Not for me. No. Not this. Okay. Well, again, I want to thank both of you for being with us today. And uh, thank you also to our listening audience for tuning in. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions.
again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Matter.